This is Patty Scalzo, and along with the church family at Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, we welcome you to this edition of Shi'ar Jeshub. Today, we will be continuing a sermon in my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo's series on heavenly authority. The focus is on the office of the teacher, and when we left off, Pastor was discussing the Lord's instruction to his disciples in Matthew 23, not to be called teacher, as well as the example of Ezra's clear biblical teaching in Nehemiah chapter 8. And they rejoice with physical food. Why? Because they have received spiritual food. The Word of God has been opened to them to understand. Spiritual food, that's the call of the teacher, to give the spiritual food from the Word of God to the people. Why? Because it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Amen? That's the scriptures, right? And this book is valuable. And when you have Christian churches and they don't read it because they're afraid the people might ask questions, the people starve. When you have Christian churches that they walk up and down, the preacher might hold it under his arm and prance around, but he only reads like one twentieth of it, and there's a lot of things they don't want the people to get into, the people starve. They may be very well fed with a Monday night meal and starve Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday because they receive not the full, 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 every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, the full word of God. And a good teacher of the word can bring to each listening believer that spiritual food as Ezra did at its proper time. That's the call. But knowing that office, remember the only real rabbi, the only real teacher, my teacher, my master, my rabbi, Jesus Christ the Lord. Don't lose track of that. Like any other office that the Holy Spirit gives to men, it's to bring people to Jesus, that each person has Jesus as his or her teacher, his or her rabbi, his or her Lord. So do not be called, even you in the position of the apostle, even you in the position of the teacher, do not be called rabbi, do not be called father, do not be called teacher. Matthew chapter 23 puts all the offices in proper perspective. We are all brethren. A truly anointed teacher who loves the word of God does not need a title of honor or need to be lifted up into some separated, exalted position. You know, he is the teacher, he is the rabbi. A true anointed teacher of God does not need that exalted separation. They have more confidence than that in God's word. Because like John the Baptist, and we studied this last time, right? He will rejoice to bring the bride, to bring the bride to the bridegroom, to decrease, even as his teaching leads Jesus to increase 
in the life of his listeners. And that's a good test, my friends, of true biblical teaching and the office of the teacher. Does the teacher desire to decrease and bring you, bring the church as the bride to the bridegroom, the only rabbi and teacher, Jesus Christ? Now, before we go on any further in the study of the office of the teacher, I want to make a correction. You know, it's important when you teach to be accurate. I want to make a correction or a clarification on something I said last time. Um, you know how we read in Nehemiah chapter 8, uh, after Ezra opened the book uh, and they helped the people understand the law, uh, it says in Nehemiah 8 and verse 9, uh, and Nehemiah, who was the governor, Ezra the priest and scribe, and the Levites who taught the people, said to all the people, this day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn nor weep, for all the people wept. They cried when they heard the words of the law. It's open to them finally. They understand and they're crying. Then he said to them, go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to our Lord. Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. So the Levites quieted all the people, saying, Be still, for the day is holy. Do not be grieved. And that's when finally then they went their way. They ate. They drank. They sent portions. And we just read a few minutes ago, they rejoiced greatly because they understood the words that were declared to them. The weight of the seriousness of it all, the holiness of God came upon the people when they understood the word of God and they could not help but weep. And I made the statement last time when we reviewed, we were going over this, we were studying it for the first time, that teaching is different than preaching. And it is. Preaching is the proclamation of the gospel. The proclamation of the gospel, especially to unbelievers. Though as believers, we need to hear the gospel proclaimed also, right? We need to get that deep down in our spirits. Teaching is instruction in God's words, instruction in the scriptures, imparting knowledge concerning the scriptures, giving the understanding of the word of God, instruction in the faith and sound teaching and doctrine, especially to believers. Though sometimes you'll find yourself given a teaching as a witness to an unbeliever. So preaching normally is to the unbeliever, though believers need preaching. Teaching is normally to the believer, though unbelievers many times will be saved by hearing a teaching. And it's not always a sharp distinction. The two are intimately associated. Often a sermon, we said, can go from preaching to teaching or vice versa. Just as the letters of Paul, you have both teaching and preaching. And those with the gift of teaching often preach, giving glory to Jesus. But in referencing the reaction of the people to Ezra and the Levite teaching, I believe I said that those familiar primarily with preaching might be confused by the holy solemnness, the grave awe, the uh, revelation of holiness, the serious weight that comes from anointed teaching. And I'd like to correct that. Uh, and you can see how much culture can influence all of us. I shouldn't have said those familiar with preaching primarily, but rather those familiar with 
mostly modern American preaching might be confused by that atmosphere, that awe that made them weep when they heard the word of God. American preaching today is most of the time it's up. It's up. It's mostly positive. It's always happy. Um, most of the time, there are exceptions. The good news, and it's good news, without any reference to the bad condition that makes the good news really and truly good. You don't appreciate the good unless you first know the bad. But American preaching is not necessarily biblical preaching. Let's see what Peter says about Noah. If we look in uh, 2 Peter chapter 2, you know, let me start back in 2 Peter. I'll start in verse 1, because it also applies to this. Uh, but there were also false prophets among the people, even as there will be, what? False teachers among you. And we're going to talk more about false teaching later on, Lord willing, in this study. Not today. There will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who bought them, and bring on themselves swift destruction. And many will follow their destructive ways, because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed because of these false teachers. You see how important teaching is, true biblical teaching. Every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, not taken away, not adding to it, to the church. Many will become deceived. By covetousness, they will exploit you with deceptive words. And you see the motive they want for themselves, covetousness. Deceptive words, for a long time their judgment has not been idle and their destruction does not slumber. Very dangerous position to be in the place of the false teacher. Verse 4, for if God did not spare the angels who sinned, but cast them down to hell, and that word for hell there is not Hades, it's not Gehenna, it's the only place in the Bible, in the New Testament, the Taurus, the deepest abyss, the Taurus and deliver them into chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment. The angels who sinned, who rebelled. And verse 5, did not spare, they, he did not spare the ancient world, but saved Noah, one of eight people, a what? A preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood on the world of the ungodly. He saves Noah, Noah is called a preacher of of righteousness. That word there for preacher is kerux. Uh, it's from the word for a herald, someone that would go out in the public square, a public crier, and cry out, a herald, a herald of divine truth, someone who proclaims, someone who preaches, a preacher of righteousness. Noah is a preacher of righteousness. That word there for preacher that Peter uses is the same word if you look in 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 7, where Paul says, For I was appointed a preacher and an apostle. I am speaking the truth in Christ and not lying, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. Paul says, I was appointed a preacher. Same word there, kerox. A preacher, a herald, that word means. He's a, an apostle, and he's a teacher. Apostolos, we study that, right, with the apostle. And a teacher, 
Didaskalos. We've been studying that word the last two weeks, right? Kerux, apostolos, didaskalos. Preacher, herald, apostle, sent out one, teacher, or instructor, or doctor. Okay, that's his call. I was appointed a preacher and an apostle. I'm speaking the truth in Christ and not lying. A teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 10 and 11. But now has been revealed by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. To which, to the gospel, Paul says, I was appointed a preacher, same word, kerux, herald, an apostle, apostolos, and a teacher, didaskalos, of the Gentiles. The three callings again. And if you look in Romans chapter 10 and verse 14, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? I'm giving you a little overlap into the office of the preacher as we do the teacher. How shall they hear without a preacher? And that comes, that word there comes from the verb form of kerops, the same word being used by Paul in Romans, 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, a herald. Our Sunday message is live streamed on the Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle YouTube channel at 10.30 a.m. Pastor Greg is currently teaching on last day events, and you will find a link to the channel on our website at www.shiarjashub.org.